The Top 1660 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another member of the Top 60 players in the state of Utah as we count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the Top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon Health and Fitness right here on the Zone Sports Network. It's a different time now, PK. Things have changed, obviously. There's not so much standing on the sidelines and casual conversation, but you got any idea, any breakout college football players, any of the coaches you text with occasionally give you a heads up? Like, here's somebody nobody knows now, but they're going to be good. You've had some of these conversations in the past, and when we used to go up and stand, you, someone will, it's gotten to the point now, because so many people get this, that somebody will ask Kyle at one of the first availabilities in, uh, in August, who's it going to be, and he'll probably throw a name out there and be right about it. But I didn't know if you'd heard anything yet. A lot of times you get that in spring ball because they have their recruiting classes done. Yeah. Now there's a couple of things going on this year, so I don't know that I have anybody in specific right now because of the fact that there was no informal uh, access in spring ball. You know, they did Zoom calls in spring ball, but stuff off to the side wasn't available. And then with transfer portals, there's nothing really solidified until pretty much the first day of camp, and maybe <laughs> right? even then. So you get the point being, you can go much longer than you normally go, uh, as opposed to you know by April in what is just a few years ago, but seems like a hundred years ago relative to all the changes. You know, you pretty much knew ninety percent of your class was going to be there, and then there's a couple of guys usually that you had to see about uh, academically qualifying, and then they would go through into the summer. And so you would see about that type of thing. And then those guys, whether they were good or not, they ultimately end up becoming legends. <laughs> you know, Somebody will ask about them every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every like his, day. BYU, who's, who's a guy? Walt Williams was some guy. I can remember they're asking Croton like every day about this. I don't know if he ever made it there. He did not. Yeah. Really. The, the ghost of Walt Williams. Yeah, and there's he was, no photos of this dude. It was some DB, if I remember, five star cornerback yeah, out of some junior college know, in Arizona. Yeah, oh, the best corner ever to come out of the state of Arizona, even better than Mike Haynes. Who? Oh, now there's a legendary. <laughs> okay. That's a pull from the past. <laughs> well, he was the all time Sun Devil and uh, played in the NFL and has the yellow jacket. If you get my drift, uh, so Hall of Fame. Yeah. And so then there was that, and that Olawasini guy here for Utah, everybody's asking about, oh, he's a mountain of a man. Well, I think he's still on the team, but I, I don't think he started much, played a whole lot. He's uh, expected to contend for a starting yeah. job this year. Finally. Well, it seemed like it was five years ago. But the, to yes. PK's point, there were enough questions <laughs> yeah. that you would have thought like, he was oh, in the Crimson geez. Club Hall of Fame now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, Anthony Munoz, step aside. <laughs> you thought he was going to be an Outland Trophy winner, yeah. 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 You know, so they end up with the they, – they take on their own legends. Uh, so if you want publicity, just uh, don't qualify early. And <laughs> so then they, people, That is a true story. They start asking about them all the time. But there's been a number of stories. Uh, Eric Rowe comes to mind. You know, Kyle told me uh, – I saw him working – with the, like the first day, and I asked, oh, yeah, 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 he's in our 2D. Man, we expect a lot out of him. I went over to Eric Rowe. I had no idea <laughs> that I was going to be on the 2D. Well, he's still in the NFL today. And Lance Reynolds, um, long-retired uh, coach at BYU, I used to always saddle up to him in spring ball and say, hey, 
well, who's looking good? Uh, what do you got coming in? And and he'd give you names. And uh, he told one time he told me, you, you keep your eye on this Harvey Unger, man. When he comes here, he's going to be something. And he was something. He was really, really good. So I haven't had that opportunity. So I'm not sure. But there are interesting storylines that are always there. And for me, uh, the number one storyline uh, that I see going in is which running back is going to seize the job. Right. That's a big one. And there's three guys there that uh, I've got to take a look at. And I haven't seen uh, – we weren't available to go to spring ball. All we could do is just get stuff. So uh, I'm not sure. And we'll see about the training camp when that when that starts. And even then, you know, Ty Jordan was not the starting running back, if I remember correctly, against SC. He wasn't. We got to get him more carries. But in that very more first touches. game, yeah, more touches. That you was Kyle's saw him, and they lost that game. And then that season really didn't count the way uh, seasons count. So I'm not hung up on the one, the one loss record. What did they go three and two or something? Mm-hmm. It doesn't didn't really resonate with me. But there's the opportunity to see some kids play, and obviously he was the eye catcher the entire five games because he just got better and better and better. And, and in my mind, if he was alive and coming back they would be the favorite in the South because he is a proven commodity to the highest level, even though he only played five games. That's how incredible it was. And it's a tragic story, obviously. So I have to wait and see. I don't, I don't know the other thing those is, types of things. The other thing that's changing with the Utes is, there, well, there's more publicity around recruits, and then also the, the guys who are stepping in are coming in. It's not Kyle getting guys under the radar anymore. You know, Clark Phillips comes in and just all kinds of okay. Uh, sure, I think that's a little bit of an exception, uh, but the, the the recruiting obviously is getting better in that way. I could remember Kyle telling me, uh, "Yeah, John White's going to be our guy. He's going to run for a thousand yards, and he's a smaller dude, but he's got some breakaway speed and he stays strong throughout the whole game." And that was something. And then he told me Booker. Oh, yeah. Booker's Booker's an NFL guy. He didn't say that about John White, but I remember specifically him telling me Booker is an NFL guy. And he is. And he has been, right? He's uh, still playing, right? Broncos and Raiders? Yep. Uh, still doing his thing. So you know that that's good. I haven't – and it's a shame on that, but I understand. It's not like I'm complaining that why are these colleges shutting down. I mean, this was a weird year, so hopefully we see nothing like this again. And so I understand why there hasn't been that. But a lot of times to me – like I can remember Jake Murphy uh, – playing and he'd I think he'd come back from a mission right and he was going to go to BYU but he ends up going to Utah and I'm watching him during the training camp and thinking, this kid you know he's looking pretty good so that spurs me like the Eric Rowe thing they didn't just tell me oh keep an eye on Eric Rowe no I saw Eric Rowe playing just in the end of portion of practice used to be you could go to all of it then they reduced it and now they don't do anything. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen going forward. Uh, but, you know, I saw Roe myself, so I was able to ask somebody about him. And I think in this case it was Kyle. With Jake Murphy, whoever was, maybe it was A-Rod, I can't remember who was the offensive coordinator at the time. But I saw him making plays, and he was a newbie. He hadn't played a single down. And, and I ask, what, what about them? And to me, and not, I'm not an expert in, in evaluating football talent by any stretch, but I, I've been around enough to know you can see stuff. And so I ask about 
Jake Murphy, and he ended up being a very good tight end. In fact, I, I think he was like the first what I would call so-called breakout tight end that they had had because they didn't really use the tight ends that much for a long time. And now they do, of course. And they've got a really good one uh, coming back uh, this year. We know that. So with that in mind, I need to see some stuff too. But there hasn't been that interaction. And we all miss it. And we'll see what happens here in a few weeks. I mean, we're down 13 days uh, when we go to... Jake Scott and I go down to California to bring you the Pac-12 Media Day. And that's that's going to really get my blood pumping on multiple levels. I think it's going to get my blood pumping more than it ever has because of the fact it got taken away. And anything that you love that gets taken away, when it returns, you appreciate it much more. Like, for instance, you know, if you uh, take your spouse for granted and then your spouse has cancer and they say, well, you got, you know, it's a good thing you caught that because another three weeks you'd probably be dead. Well, that tends to make you appreciate the spouse more. You know what I mean? So that was a hypothetical? Uh, for some people, not for everybody. You know what I mean? And so, I do. And that's a dramatic example, obviously. Uh, but that, that stuff has no, been taken think, away from us. I, I want a 12-game season and I want it bad. And we yeah. all want it. Yeah. Well, I just think in the day-to-day life, just the last two years, people are looking forward to traveling again. I just saw a story just a couple of days ago that the number of people getting on airplanes is going through the roof. You know, people didn't get to travel for a while, yeah. and now they're loving it. And, and some of the places you still can't travel, and so for some people it's still on hold, and when it does get back, they'll be pumped. Well, yeah, I saw a thing. I've seen it multiple times now that the Hawaiian government is looking to tax the crap out of people who are going to Maui because they're just flooding Maui. And they're being overrun by tourists. You would think that they would just welcome that, but it must the situation must be very difficult for them, and they're getting overrun. So they're looking to jack up, uh, you know, hotel and rent a car and whatever taxes that they come in. And they're asking uh, people in the U.S. mainland to stay away because they're getting overrun. Well, I haven't been around the world. I've never been to Europe, and there's so many places i've never been to australia and then i've been uh, very basically i've never been to the places that you've been let's call it like it is <laughs> but i've been to maui and that's the finest place i've ever been i've i've never been to maui <laughs> you win yeah I, well I, gosh i've been there four times for work too yeah you've been to uh you've been to maui and you've been to a bunch of places in the caribbean i haven't been for work yeah it's still there Correct. Yeah, I, mean, I was in Australia for work, but I was still there. Sydney, awesome. And Joe says Melbourne's even better. I don't know if that's homerism or, man, if it's better, awesome. Yeah, I haven't been down there. I would love to go down there at some point in my life to visit those places. And you know, I've got to visit Italy and, and Ireland. Those both my grandfathers were born in those respective countries, and that's something that I would look to do. So in in time. Uh, down the line, if it should um, make itself available, hopefully it does. But for here, for the low, just just have normal college football, Arizona against BYU in Vegas. You know, I was there, Arizona, BYU in uh, Glendale when they played in that stadium, and now they're going to play in Vegas, and I'm going to go down there for that one, and that's just absolutely awesome. And just just the fact that they're there playing football and just the fact that we're having Pac-12 media day because we didn't have it last year and you had to go through and prove you had the vaccine and all that stuff and I got Yacht to take care of me to prove that and the guy got the stuff so we're good to go even though my fingers were kind of blocking the thing when we took the picture (laughs) (laughs) he sent me back the thing yesterday and said okay you're good to go so 
and some Jake is going to do the same thing, and that's going to be just that's going to be so awesome. I'm so excited for it, uh, and I would be normally excited for it anyway, but I'm going to be even more excited for it for this year. And there's going to be breakout stars. That's the good thing about it. There's going to be breakout players for all of our teams in the state. We I don't necessarily I don't I feel like I'm I don't have as much information as I've had in the past at this point but once we get going then we'll get up to speed on that and we'll be able to talk about that dj and pk it's 97.5 at 1280 the zone nba finals next with ann myers drysdale phoenix suns and mercury vice president tv analyst we'll talk with her next now let's get this party started this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Jonathan Tabinari, former BYU great. You had some great insight and going back and forth on Team USA and why this team seems to have its struggles playing international style basketball. When you're playing international competition, it's tough. It's a different ball game, guys. Physically, it's very 90s NBA-esque. You know, you could put a forearm, you could use your hands, and uh, the hands part of the ball. And it's very much in that type of situation that it's very physical. And this is not going to say that that Greg Popovich is not the Hall of Famer that he is, but I just don't see how his style of personality and coaching fits what the international scene is. There's a whole lot of things that need to change for this team so they can win gold medals. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. Davis Vision loves teachers. If your teacher needs LASIK, Davis Vision wants to give back. Schedule a free consultation appointment and inquire about additional savings to their summer sale price. Call them today at 801-253-3030. Or check them out at davisvisionmd.com. Game four of the NBA Finals. Tonight in Milwaukee. And I know here it's like, ah, this will be an interesting game. We'll watch it. The level of anticipation and nervousness and uh, the jitters both these fan bases have to be feeling. It has been so long for the Bucks. 50 years since they won a title. 47 years since they were in the finals. And for the Suns, their third trip to the finals, they've never won it. And just as Jazz fans are thinking, this is our year. Everything is set up. There's no super team. You know that's what the Suns and Bucks fan bases are thinking. And now they're, Phoenix is two games away. The Suns are three. Huge game. We talked about this earlier in the show, PK. If the Suns win, they lead 3-1. If the Bucks win, especially if Giannis goes off, they're going to feel like they lead 2-2. I mean, the series will be tied, but if Giannis has another big game, that's three straight games. They, they got no answer for Giannis. The Suns are in trouble. If he goes off and the Bucks win. Yeah, yeah. So I would just think the level of anticipation, both these... Uh, both these cities, both these states, because in both states they're the only team in the state, you got to be real high. <laughs> these people got to be on edge. Yeah, yeah. The, there's so much that goes into this game. There's so much of the psychological. There's games within the games. You know, what do they do defensively on, on to come to try to rein him in to a degree? Uh, what do the, the Suns do to, to make sure Aiden stays out on the floor? Uh, what does Booker do? Uh, just so much uh, intrigue into this. That's why I love sports, you know, because it's real. It's it's not really real life in terms of life and death and all that stuff, but it's real. It's live. It's not scripted. And how how all of this is going to play out? I'm really intrigued to sit down in front of my television tonight, what at seven o'clock, and watch this ball game. And yeah, 
if the Suns go up, man, they're going to be so excited. But then, eh, wow, there's a lot of pressure on them. Uh, we know with the Jazz, just putting the, put yourselves in the Jazz fans, uh, Suns fans, if your team has a 2-0 lead and then all of a sudden it's 2-2, how that changes dramatically and it switches back and forth. And There's so much intrigue involved in this game that I'm, I'm looking forward to, to see what happens, see what Booker can do to bounce back. And Chris Paul has been pretty consistent throughout. And, and Chris Paul is a story unto himself, uh, trying to get a title here at age 36. You know, it's, it's like a John Elway story of uh, being close a number of times and being a great, great player, arguably uh, possibly the best of your era, you know, at the point guard position if you want to go Chris Paul. Uh, and then pulling it off at 36? Wow. <laughs> Unprecedented. Yeah, if it's done. And great story. And in your first year on a team that hadn't been in the playoffs, and in the NBA, that just doesn't happen. Maybe in the NFL it happens more to a degree. Uh, teams worst to first, but not that the Suns were worst, but not being in the playoffs and then winning the title the next year, that's, a, that's, that's amazing. I think it's great for the league, too, because the la- I think the league has taken a hit and that it's somewhat predictable. You know, in October, you can circle two or three teams and you're probably going to get it. Well, I don't think anybody had the Suns circled. Maybe some had the Bucks. Uh, but nobody, nobody, I can't believe anybody had the Suns, had the Suns in mind. I'd be shocked if somebody said, yeah, I picked the Suns to go all the way. Not Just to get to the finals is amazing, but to go and win it would even be more amazing. Don't, I don't, I didn't see it. I thought their best, I thought their ceiling was fourth in the West. I thought if they got to fourth in the West, that would be a highly, highly successful season. They blew past that. Second in the West, second in the NBA, and now sitting two games away from the NBA title. They're first. Uh, you know, the Bucks were actually in preseason odds. The Bucks were right there with the Nets and, uh, and the Clippers. Right, so Behind it's not nearly as out- right. outrageous. Right, they got a two-time MVP, yeah. and if anything, people cooled down a little, just disappointing they hadn't broken through and gotten to the finals in one of the previous two no, seasons. No, but I thought their team was better this year. With Holiday's Holiday. there, yeah. and they're still in the mix, and on to Kempo. I mean, let's talk about Mitchell is still young, and man, there's a, there's a chance for him to gather this postseason experience, play better, and but all those things you can say, playing better in bigger moments, you can say about Giannis, too. Sure, yeah, exactly. So they were right there. I've actually, I've actually got the preseason odds right here. And uh, 10, 11. Looks like the Suns were tied for 12th with the Jazz. The Suns, the Blazers, and the Jazz were all kind of lumped yeah, together. Yeah, and I thought the Jazz were under-respected going into the season. Because in my mind, I had them second. If things came together, I had them second. The, the, now, this was on a 72-game season, but the Jazz over-under for wins was at 41.5, and the Suns were at 38.5. So, a little over 500. But, and that shocked me. The Jazz, yeah. a little over 500? They'd be like, in my mind, it was no way. Right. 572-game season is 36 wins. I'm not a better by any stretch. Literally, zero. But I would have bet on that if I were a better, but I'm not. And there it was. If and you, you would have been telling right. me the over under for the Jazz was 41? 41. 41.5. I'm I looking did, at it to right me, now. To me, there was n- yep. 
that was a no-brainer that they would get over that. It made me nervous. I remember we did segments on it when the season was starting, and it made me nervous. It's like, well, what does Vegas know that we don't know? Maybe we know something they don't know. I mean, it, the Vegas, as much as they want to know what's going on, they also have to estimate, okay, how is the, how is the, how is the, how is the, uh, the better, the population, uh, how are they going to react? Because they want to split the money. Right, they don't want everybody on one team because then they can lose. If they get the money spread around to everybody, then they're going to win because they keep all the losers' money and ten percent of the winners' money. What a good deal for them! What the Jazz did in the regular season, knowing what I know now, didn't surprise me. <laughs> Wait a minute, I got to pull that apart now. I'm getting a headache. What I, they, I think it didn't surprise see- you because you knew it now. What right? What I mean by that is the the Jazz finishing with the best record didn't surprise me, knowing that the Lakers had massive injuries. Yes, it's nothing okay. to do with the Jazz. Okay, it's what the Lakers. I didn't expect their two stars to sit out fifty some games combined. Right. Whatever it was, I don't I don't know what it was, but it obviously was a high amount of games. And you didn't Murray was going to go down in the middle of the season. If you would have told me that. And then said, do you think this, the Jazz have a chance to get the best record? I would have said absolutely. Because I already expected the Clippers to miss a bunch of games. Nothing surprising there. Right. Because that's who they are. They're going to miss games. And then you you throw in the other two injuries there. Then yes, I thought, okay, I can understand that. So the Jazz unto themselves didn't surprise me. A little surprised that they finished with the best record, but that, to a degree, was built on circumstances of the other teams. Now, that that I don't want to take anything away from the Jazz because they earned the best record. Conversely, under all circumstances, if you told me the Suns would finish with the second best record, one game behind the team with the best record, I would have said, no way. So... I would have won my money with the Jazz, and then I would have turned around and lost it with the Suns. And that's how Vegas wins, (laughs) because you lose all your money, and they keep 10% of the stuff you win, so you're behind. So it's better that you just kept your wallet in your pocket. Which is what I do. Yes. Having grown up in a family, and still... (laughs) In a family of people who don't keep their wallet in their pocket. Gambling is, is, is like the number one recreational activity. Absolutely. It still is a very... Although they don't do any, uh, I can't say they don't do any sports betting, but that's not predominantly what they do. Uh, it's more the casino stuff uh, that they do and have fun with that, and that's fine. So be it if that's what they want to do. I don't. Have but in retrospect, the Nuggets who uh, were five games back, they lost Murray. The Clippers, well, again, Kawhi's going to play three quarters of the games. Right, right. And the Lakers were gutted by injuries. And... The Blazers and Warriors yeah. got hit by injuries. And, and I thought yeah. that uh, the uh, Lakers, uh, I didn't think they were as good as last year. I thought all the changes they made made them a little worse. I didn't believe in the guys that they brought in as much as the guys that they had. So combined with the injuries, they fell to seventh. That, well, that duh. I mean, that's clear. Because I didn't think they were as good a team. Coming back. Seven still seems like a long way to fall. But the margin between, I mean, it was a three way tie for fifth, so it's not that far, I guess. Yeah. They lost the tiebreakers and they were seven instead of five or six. 
I didn't think Chris Paul would have this level of impact. You also didn't think Aiton would get this much better, which is partly Paul's impact. Yeah, the thing about Aiton is that it's really relatively a short span of time that he got better. There's still a lot of games where he's just kind of drifting. In the postseason, he's put it together. And then the Suns have an interesting situation with him financially. You know, what type of commitment? Because is he is he now arrived or is he going to go in a funk? Because he's going to play the majority of his career without Chris Paul. So really, you're getting back, this is where sports stories repeat themselves. Is it all that different than Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash? Was Stoudemire that good or did Nash make him that good? And now is Aiton that good or is Paul making him that good? Well, I think Stoudemire was good, and I didn't question Stoudemire's aggressiveness. See, with Aiton, you, are you going to bring it? Because the, the star in this league, a la Mitchell, brings it yeah, all the time. Doesn't mean they're at the right. top of their game, but if but they they're give, giving you everything they got but all they, the time. But if they give Aiton the big money, where's he going to go? They're pretty much locked in because they already gave Booker the big money. And once you give two guys their thirty million, whatever Booker's give, uh, going thir- uh, thirty one next year, and then thirty four and thirty six. Man, right? Wow. Gosh, I know. But in the <laughs> NBA, that was a good deal for the Suns. They had to give Booker the money. You know what? I had heard a thing when they signed Booker to that deal. Mm-hmm. At that point, he's like 23 years old, Mm -hmm. and he'd already made more money. He would be guaranteed more money than Larry Fitzgerald made his entire NFL career. (laughs) And Larry Fitzgerald is like first ballot, slam dunk, Hall of Famer. And he's all interview team. He doesn't just give you the production. Like He goes over and talks to all the media and sells tickets. People hang on his every word. He spoke at John McCain's funeral service. What more do you need to know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. This guy. War, war hero, yeah. presidential candidate, senator, face of politics in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, people are lining up ready to speak. And so you got, and I have no idea what Larry Fitzgerald's politics are. That's not the point. The point is, the family wanted Larry Fitzgerald. Maybe John himself wanted Larry Fitzgerald to speak. And obviously. Stuff you, stuff you get told off to the side. It was a weird deal. But a guy who was at UC Santa Barbara and I was there ended up working in the Pitt Athletic Department. And when Larry Fitzgerald was in college, told me, you got to pay attention to this guy. He's unbelievable. And I was talking to him because they'd had a Thursday night game, so I'd seen him make like two awesome touchdown catches on fades. And he's like, he's better off the field than he is on. It's yeah. not an act. He's not going to get soured by the money. This guy is incredible, and you have to pay attention. So I did, and everything I was told came true. Like, that is who he was. Awesome on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phenomenal for the PR department and ownership off the field. So I thought that was incredible that Booker would earn Booker that Booker could make cash. more money than him. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, now, yeah. if you give it to Aiton, it's not that you're capped out, but your options are severely limited. And At I'm that not, point, you're I'm stuck. not sure about Aiton. I know. I get that. I'm pretty sure about Booker. Oh, yeah. You had to give Booker the money. He's gonna, you can I, always get burned, but you yeah. still had to give it to him. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't. But the odds were it was going to. And it has. And are you going <laughs> to They're in the finals. Are you going to ball? That's If Aiden, yeah, I will or ball. Or is Aiden going to be the deal where you're, you're going to be a year and a half into the contract thinking, and how much longer does this contract go? Yeah. When are we out from under this? So I don't know or, about that. Man. Or... He's really figured it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's worth it. And, he's, and, and, he, and he could be dominant. Yeah. He can be dominant. 
He's got a skill set. He's probably not going to be shooting threes, uh, but he can he can do a lot of great great things for you. And he's just tapping the surface, man. He's still a pup. What is he? Still twenty one. I think he's turned twenty two now. But yeah. to your point, he's still there's a solid decade of awesome NBA play in front of him. Yeah, yeah. He'll probably get the money, but I mean, he makes me a little nervous because listening and talking to people down in Phoenix. You know, what's the motor on the guy? Because you, you got to have a burning desire to succeed. And it's got and it's got to be a full-time commitment. It doesn't mean you can't have, you know, a vacation or a day off here and there. But it's still, it has to be virtually every day for you to max out whatever skill level you got. And I believe the great ones do that. They... They have that commitment. I don't think anybody. They may be blessed. LeBron's been blessed with a tremendous body. But I believe you have to put in the work at a high, high level to be able to produce at a high, high level. And I believe all the great ones are able to do that because of the amount of effort and the motor, the, the drive, and all the things that they have in which it is never seen. It is behind uh, closed gym doors or in a weight room or whatever it might be. And I just wonder, does Aiton have that? Maybe he does. And if he does, then I think the Suns can be right back and be a contender again next year, assuming Chris Paul comes back. Well, I think, I think. that's a big question, Mark. But now they got to get this thing here. This is a huge game for them tonight. This is a, it's not a clinching game, but it's sort of a series deciding game. Which direction is this series going to go? If you win and go, go through, up 3 1, you haven't won it, but the odds tip overwhelmingly in your favor. Especially when you have two of the next three at home and, against a team yeah. that hasn't won a championship and has doubt. And you're going to have to rain Giannis into it one degree or another. So you will have found a formula that you can repeat that for game five. And game five, if the Suns win tonight, you said game five Saturday? Yep. Game five Saturday will be the biggest sporting event. Since game seven in Arizona? No, I was going to say since uh, the Cardinals had the NFC title game. Okay. And I think that was in 08, because I think it was the Super Bowl of uh, 09. So I guess it would have been 09, right. the playoff. Or was it 08 was the Super Bowl? It was 07 season. I can't remember. Uh, you got me there. And I that, can't remember that. And I, that was pretty big, obviously. And I think that the way it transpired, somebody beat somebody and that it ended up being a home game. For, and it wasn't for, supposed to be? For, yeah, if I remember correctly. Because they only went like 9-7 and seven that season. But they ended up getting a wild card team. Yeah, yeah, because they were like I think they were the Cardinals were like seven and seven, and the seventh loss, I think it was like uh, you're right. It was the 08 season, 09, and they beat the Eagles Thanksgiving evening, and the Eagles just kicked the crap out of them in the regular season, forty eight to twenty, and they came back yeah. and then got them, and that was obviously a huge deal. That was. Yeah. They were 9-7 and seven and lost 4 of 6 going into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. It's the outlier. Be good when you got to be good, but usually the teams that are good no, are the teams that do it. No, that doesn't happen. But we had a couple of Giants, I think. Yeah, they were 9-17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they won it. 
that's the NFL situation there. So that, I think this will be the biggest thing. And that town is already on fire in the summer because uh, it's so blazing hot. But the temp is going to crank up another 20 degrees. All right, DJ and PK. Yach will continue to chase uh, chase down Ann Myers Drysdale. Don't know what happened there, but uh, he'll work on that. We got Bob Casper, co-host of Real Golf Radio, coming up with our British Open preview at nine oh five, and it is time for another Open Championship giveaway brought to you by Uina Golf. Be caller twelve right now, and you are competing for Matthew Fitzpatrick. And if Matthew Fitzpatrick wins the Open Championship, you will receive the same brand of putter that's in his bag. It's brought to you by Uina Golf. Serving Utah golfers since 1971. Call 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. The television voice of the Utah Jazz, the one and only Greg Bowler. Jack, give me a pulse of jazz fandom. What are people coming up and talking to you about? I found three things. First, they declare disappointment, which is kind of the process of grieving. They get that out of their system, and then they start talking about what if, which is another part of the process. That, boy, I wish that Donovan and Mike would have been healthy at the same time. And then the third one is, what are we going to do to make this really happen and keep Donovan happy? That's kind of the series of questions. I think this is way, way too early to do discuss a Donovan Mitchell issue, but I'm anxious to see how Ryan takes care of this offseason. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5, 1280 The Zone. To win tickets Wednesday, Salt Lake Bees are going to open a six-game homestand against the Las Vegas Aviators beginning on July 22nd. Come out and support the Bees. It's better at the ballpark. Tickets on sale now at slbs.com. We've got a four-pack of tickets to the game on Thursday, July 22nd. So be caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. Yach already got the golf qualifier. That's done. Just giving away stuff left and right. 855-340-ZONE. Four-pack of tickets to see the Bees on July 22nd against the Las Vegas Aviators. I don't have the whole league memorized, PK. I used to. I used to know every team and who they were aligned with. Are the Aviators the Dodgers? I want to say Padres. Didn't we look this up the other day? Aren't they with the Athletics? Did we? Yeah, I think we, we did. did look it up. Oh, Padres, Padres, El Paso. Padres, yeah, El Paso, are El Paso. was. Yeah. And, and I think the Dodgers are back in Albuquerque, are they not? No, they're Oklahoma City. You they sure? are, they are, yeah. They've, they've been in Oklahoma I, City for some time. Right, but I thought they I thought I had heard that they were going back. Albuquerque, I believe, is the Diamondbacks. No, Reno is the Diamondbacks. Who's got Albuquerque? Oakland's in Las Vegas. There I, it is. We looked this up like I think we I did. Like a week ago. <laughs> All right, DJ PK. So the question of the day, and we've still got people uh, lining up on this. What are some of the better what ifs in sports? Now I had a bunch of jazz what ifs. As far as uh, Jordan and the the steal from Malone, uh, what if uh, we got Dallas Cowboys? What if Jimmy Johnson doesn't leave? Here's one for you: What if Bledsoe never got hurt? When does Brady get his chance? He was too good to to not get his chance. And you can't say, man, that was a freaky event that just unleashed Tom Brady well, to was. greatness. Not it to was, greatness. But what else would have come on to unleash Tom Brady? Something would have, right? Yes. I mean, does he just win the job and, and 
Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I can't remember at this point. I guess we go back and look it up. What was Bledsoe's contract situation? Because if Belichick thinks he has a younger, less expensive player who can play at the same level or better, he's making the move. Or if he we, has an asset, he trades him. Right. Brady would be Brady. He didn't need the injury to Drew Bledsoe. Maybe he's not Brady in New England. I got a decent one. But then if he doesn't have the team around him, he doesn't go on to win all these Super Bowls. But he's I mean, he wins two or three instead of seven or eight or nine or wherever this is going. (laughs) I know. But now we always like to say we like stories. He won won one uh, with Tampa. Tampa Nothing to do with the other team. So So we like to see stories. And we're seeing a story we've never seen. And would we have seen it to this level? Brady's Brady, yes. (laughs) Brady's Brady, man. But there's a long stretch where he didn't win Super Bowls. In what should have been his prime. Yeah, but it, he that's, won him before that's his the prime reality. and after his that's prime. That's the reality. That, uh, he's still in his prime. <laughs> You're not in your prime in your 40s. No. <laughs> I refuse to believe that. No. Still good enough to win a championship. I can't speak for you, but I don't know. I, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Shut that down. I'll you walked you, yourself I, into I, that I, one. No, the thing is, you got to let PK have his laugh. Just admit it and let him have his laugh before it gets even worse. He's like, if you don't realize yet, I'll tell you some stories if you want to know. Nope, nope, really don't. No, no. 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 Let's just say I ran a lot of marathons. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Zach, Zach puts this one in. What if Taysom Hill doesn't get hurt every year? How good is BYU? (laughs) Okay, fine. How good is BYU? He hurdles Texas, but then he gets hurt against Utah State. Oh, what if Utah State? They didn't play Utah State. He always got hurt against Utah State. (laughs) If he didn't play against Brian Sweet. (laughs) He did get hurt in Nebraska, too. Yeah, he did, yeah. But he did get hurt a couple times against Utah State. Yeah. What if? I I think there's a lot of players, you could say, injury-wise on that. Sure. Injuries have derailed many, many players in many different sports. I mean, you look at the Cubs and Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor, you know, they look like they had the world by the tail, two stud yep. pitchers, and they get hurt. Derailed. So there's, you can say that the, the injuries is the one thing that you can say about so many guys. Brandon Roy, remember him? Oh, uh, yeah. Basketball. Portland Trailblazers. Greg Oden. I mean, Knees, on and on, man. yeah. Oh, so, you just got to stick with the Blazers. <laughs> the Blazers alone. Guys, yeah. yeah, right? So you you can go to an extent – you know, Mark Eaton had back issues. His and, career could have gone a few more years. Yeah, yeah, right. And so, you know, he could have been maybe the center on finals teams, or maybe they would have gone to the finals earlier. So I think injuries are always the great what if across the board. You can't single out any individual because there's so many of them. How about if Phil Mickelson hits the fairway? Oh, and he wins the U.S. Open yeah. instead of hitting the tent yeah. and the tree and whatever yeah. else he hit. He's got the slammy. Uh. Now, he's already had a phenomenal career. But he'd have the career slam. But, yeah, yeah. He'd have it, man. Or is that what's driven him here later? If he had it, would it have driven late in his career like this? I I think it's two separate things. I can't say that for sure, but I think his desire to compete, I mean, his body got himself, he's in much better shape at 51 than he was at 31 or 41. What if Phil Mickelson got in better shape at 31? Maybe so, yeah. Could he be sitting on 10? That's something to be said for that, yeah. I mean, there's. Uh, I've heard guys talk about that. I've heard George Brett talk about that. Mickey Mantle talked about that. You know, if they would have t- taken maybe conditioning a little more seriously and may have prevented injury. Now, the, both those two guys are Hall of Fame dudes. Yeah. Uh, but Mantle sitting on 
500 and whatever, 36 homers, whatever it is. And he died young. Yeah. And he talked about that. Don't be me. Yeah, that. that was a powerful quote. Yeah. So he said, you'll be here, I want to be like you, and he said, don't be like me. Yeah. He had a lot of regrets. Right. He had a lot of regrets. Right, right. So that Here's a good one. comes to mind. Richard says, what if the Jazz drafted Magic? <laughs> what if every team drafted Magic? <laughs> yeah, but the but Jazz I mean, they had, had the, the pick. rights, they potentially, pick, blah, right? blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But that wasn't our Jazz. Well, that would have changed everything. That was the other Jazz, right? They were still in New Orleans. When, the uh, when they made down. the deal for yeah. Gail Goodrich, they were in New Orleans. Right. But they were here by the time Yeah, but the that pick was too late. Okay, but the if the deal, deal hadn't been made, made, if the deal hadn't been made, and the Jazz could have drafted Magic Johnson. Well, they, they'd have five titles. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wouldn't have had Kareem. I don't care. <laughs> he would have won it anyway. <laughs> I don't care, man. The only guy you can look at a six-time MVP and the leading scorer in the history of the NBA and go, eh. <laughs> Kareem Shabling, blah, blah, blah. I pumped yeah. him up big time. I said he deserves consideration for greatest player. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that's but come on, Magic. He just would. What would it take? But when he Magic, done it. when they went to Philly without Kareem, it was such a foregone conclusion. Like, and you're flying it's just all the way across the country, and Kareem's got a sprained ankle. It's like they will be him. back for Game Seven. Don't need him. And it didn't Magic's really occur. <laughs> Summer's over. Summer's <laughs> begun for you. Season's over, big fella. I got this. The only guy who beat Cancun on three in the huddle before Game Seven. I got this. I know, and it was so off the radar. I mean, I was. Absolutely assuming, well, it's coming back for seven, and if Kareem's in pretty good shape, then the Lakers can win it. Don't, don't. And instead, don't Magic doubt. just wins it in six. Don't, don't doubt Magic. Come <laughs> <on>. <laughs> uh, what if? Well, the Jazz would have a title. I don't know that they'd have five, but they'd have one. Oh, one? Magic one? Out. What are you talking about? Magic would have had more than one. Get out of town. Everything changes because then they're then they're probably not in position to draft John and Carl. They don't I mean, need them. Everything changes. Maybe Larry doesn't buy the team because Larry hadn't bought the team at that oh, point. Oh, you're going nuts. Yeah, but the team takes off. Magic is filling the building. Ownership's got money. They don't need to sell. Everything changes. History is altered. Maybe so. All right, DJ and PK. <laughs> we got a great one. All right, we got to go to break. Uh, but remind me, we got a great one for uh, later in the show. What if, hit us up. What if, what are the greatest, what are some of the better what ifs in sports? DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.